Assalamualaikum and good morning everyone. Um, hope you are having a good start to the week. Uh, today's podcast is going to be about, uh, is going to be a continuation of what I discussed in my last one, which was uh, Raymond Williams and uh, his criticism on um, uh, you know McLuhan's theories, uh, not McLuhan per se as such, but you know technological determinism and everything he felt was wrong with uh, uh, technological determinism. Now, uh, in the in the previous lecture, I had told you that uh, Raymond Williams has, uh, you know, he um, he said that technological determinism. Uh, was not as simple as uh, as McLuhan or some, or uh, perhaps some of the other theorists had made it out to be, and uh, it's um, it's a little bit uh, you know it's an oversimplification to say that technology alters and uh, shapes our reality and um, uh, in essence shapes who we are uh, right who we become. Uh, um, and that was his uh, his that was his take on the um, on the whole idea. Now I'm just going to continue um, um, continue uh, uh, on the on the same note, and um, I'm going to talk about technological determinism. And uh, just to remind you that this uh, this particular idea that Raymond Williams presented was, uh, uh, you know, was from his essay, Technology and Society, which was published in a book called Technology and Cultural Form. Um, I'm going to share a copy of the book with you, um, since I was able to find it, find a resource uh, for it online. And I'll share the copy of the book with you. So uh, once you are done listening to my podcast, what you can perhaps also do is uh, go through the essay because I'm just going to, uh, you know, skim over some of the main points that he referred to in his uh, um, in his uh, essay, and you can re- read uh, it in greater detail, and perhaps come back to me uh, with questions if you have any. Now, um, just to um, uh, recap, um, well, not recap per se, but you know, to continue on 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 the uh, regarding the idea of technological determinism, Raymond Williams said that research and development um, historically, the assumption has been that research and development has been assumed to uh, assumed to be self-generating, and um, he said that one of the one of the major um, uh, problems with all theories related to technology till now is that it's um, they are often uh, thought to have been developed in isolation, which is not necessarily the case. Technology, he said, hardly ever develops in uh, isolation, and it's never the case that they are, you know, just uh, let's say a scientist has an idea that oh, I want to develop so-and-so thing and or a researcher has this idea and uh, that then leads to um, what he said uh, that's the, that then leads to new societies or human conditions. Now William said that this was hardly the case. This was, uh, you know, you cannot say that technology was developed and in, uh, invented in isolation. Um, 
that is, uh, you know, that is the premise regarding technological determinism, that it, uh, technology develops in isolation without any, you know, taking into account the social needs or human needs of the time, and uh, it then leads to new societies or human conditions. Then he, he said that there's another point of view regarding technology, which is called symptomatic technology, which means that technology is developed as a consequence of some need, and it also assumes that research and development are self-generated generating that is you know the basic assumption here but in a more marginal way so what is discovered in the margin is then taken up and used so basically the idea that <clears throat> i spoke to you about last week that uh, technology um, jo, jo bhi technological development hoti hai wo ek uh, byproduct hota hai jo human needs hai us time ki jo societal needs hai um, of the time and uh, based on that um, based on those needs the technology is developed he also uh, and then he said that this symptomatic technology uh, ka point of view it was never ke keeping those needs into account something was developed it was it was it, it was usually the, it's usually the case the assumption is that okay so there is so and so need so, you know, oh, perhaps XYZ technology can be used to, um, can be used to fulfill that need or to, um, to uh, you know, improve the human condition. So, when he said that this is, you know, um, technology and development and symptomatic te uh, uh, technological, um, symptomatic technology as he called it, um, is developed in the margin he meant that it is a byproduct of um, you know you were actually looking for something or hoping to um, hoping to solve the problem in some other way and then accidentally you discovered so and so thing and you know okay so you realized okay so this is how we can solve XYZ problem I will give you the example of electricity here so electricity when and this is something that he also also mentions in his uh, in his essay electricity was um it, it you know uh, jo electricity ka jo um function tha ya aap keh rahe hain jo um usko identify kiya gaya tha wo through natural natural lightning sources tha when lightning struck at a particular point um it was determined that okay well um, there is some kind of energy here, uh, natural energy at play here, and then so on and so forth. Um, ideas later on came about that this particular energy can, is um, probably a good way of powering, um, you know, um, some of the ba more basic devices that they had back then and then keeping those devices in mind uh, that idea in mind not devices sorry those, uh, that idea in mind uh, the idea of having you know good conductors of electricity came into existence so it was never that you know we all uh, automatically man mankind knew okay Achha, electricity jo hai, wo, um, discovered conductor hai. because electricity was disco discovered uska ek jo byproduct nikla wo ye tha ki har cheez ke through electricity pass pass nahi and that was determined after after several you know experiments and uh, mistrials and trials and it was found out that um, 
uh, you need something to uh, um, to conduct electricity otherwise that energy is just being wasted so you know the point where he says that it's uh, technology uh, research and development are self generating but in a more marginal way so the idea of having good conductors and bad conductors you know that was also a, a, a byproduct it was not um, it was not that that need was per se identified ke hame good conductors or bad conductors dhoondne hain it was just that okay so how can we perhaps channel this energy that we have named electricity that we've seen in lightning sources how can we replicate it and how can we channel it in a better way and then eventually the idea of this good and bad conductors came into existence now he says that both of these views look at technology in isolation whether you talk about technological determinism or you talk about symptomatic technology both of these views look at technology in isolation um he said that you know the the problem with both these ideas is that it's technology is seen as a self acting force that creates new ways of life or um, um, materials for new ways of life you know the history uh, of technology if you if you see the history of you know any kind of technology really any kind of invention or um, uh, so on and so forth you'll find that it's it's been it's often written from these points of view that technology is a self acting force you know it's it's not that you need somebody to manifest technology in some way or to you know um to let's say um impose that force it's it's you know it's a it's a force on its own and it's just um you know uh, either creates a new way of life or resources that develop eventually develop new ways of life now going forward in his essay he used television as an example i've said this before television was used as an example because you know it was it was a new invention back then and the potential for television it was just being discovered um the potential for television as a source of entertainment as a source of news and so on and so forth had not even been fully discovered back then to the extent that we have you know after um you know um, over a century of having television in our lives not it, it the scale had not been determined back then so he used take television as an example and he says that william said that the invention of tv was neither in isolation he uh, and it was neither a single event or a series of events so it was not that um tv was was uh, invented because somebody had the idea that we need something that would disseminate disseminate sorry disseminate news and information and entertainment in a in a uh, excuse me in a um you know in a more effective way he said in there there was a series of events actually that led to the invention of tv um uh, you know and um is uh not just a series of events it was a uh, multiple inventions multiple conditions um you know uh, conditions that presented its themselves at a certain point in time uh, certain needs certain ideas it all led eventually led to the um development of uh, uh tv so he he said that the invention of tv was connected to a series of um you know uh, other inventions such as electricity uh, telegraphy photography and you know so on and so forth um 
TV became a separate technological objective in the late 19th century. Uh, even then, as a separate technological objective, it was dependent on other inventions and technological enterprises. This is quote unquote for directly from his from his essay. Um, so he, he said that, you know, electricity was first considered a natural phenomenon, right, in the early 19th century. And at the end of the 19th century, people thought that it's, you know, it could be, um, it, perhaps there were other applications to electricity. And eventually that led to, you know, uh, the same thing that I said, the lightning conductors, what is a good conductor, bad conductor, and then led to the invention of generators. Generators are... You know, hum to bahut frequently there in Pakistan we use karte because of our own electric supply problems. But generators back then were invented as, uh, let's say, a, a small, uh, for the purpose of, um, you know, generating or replicating that natural light, lightning phenomenon. And smaller generators were um, invented that could power, let's say, um, for instance, um, um, you know, obviously there was a commercial aspect to it right at the beginning, and then it they were used to power um, houses and like more some of the more non-commercial enterprises, and eventually the development of the electric grid grid sorry came or how to do mass transmission, how to commercialize electricity, and how to provide it to a greater number of people at a fraction of the cost in uh, the smallest amount of time. Now, um, he also said that the advantages of electric power, because, the elect because electricity uh, applications were uh, fully considered in the late 19th century, um, the, the advantages of this electric power were also linked to new inventions, uh, as well as the social needs of the time. Okay. Um, he traces, for, then he goes on to trace the development of telegraphy. Um, and he said that it was first, you know, telegraphy came into existence because it was, it was used for navigation, especially uh, at sea, you know, so helping uh, sailors navigate, um, trade ships, etc., etc., navigate uh, when they were at sea because back then you, please excuse me, I'm also having my chai at the same time while recording the lecture. Um, so the that's the this minor interruption. Okay, so so he the, you know back then with trade ships and all, it was uh, the purpose was um, for te of telegraphy was uh, um, you know to help uh, ships navigate at sea to tell them which direction to take. Um, perhaps where uh, where's a harbor you know a port coming up. Um, what to watch out for, what are the weather conditions like, etc., etc. And then it, you know, um, because um, it had this huge, um, uh, let's say, um, purpose kele ya, um, function kele uska, to uska connection naval warfare may be nazaraya, how it can help warships at sea uh, navigate properly and identify where, you know, the enemy ships are and what is the best line of attack and what is the best line of defense to use. Um, and then, you know, eventually this was, you know, at sea and then when, is the, when the railways developed, which was 
um, the result of the steam powered engine when the invention of the steam powered came into existence. Mm. Um, that was you know a response to the development of the industrial system when the when when the as i said when the railways de development and then you know transportation came in um, uh, the idea of transportation using telegraphy for transportation for for the railways um for for communication as far as um, let's say between um you know between states or between um yeah, between states, even, you know, like diplomatic relations. Uh, similarly, he says that photography, um, the idea of photography was, you know, there was this need to reproduce and transmit. So prior to photography, how would we reproduce? Uh, how would people reproduce something? It was through art. And by art, I mean you, actual, you know, um, um, sketches or, uh, you know, um, uh, drawings or paintings or whatever you want to call it through art and but obviously that was very time consuming and it would take years and years sometimes for artists to uh, reproduce a single thing a single person a single you know um, event um, 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 place so on and so forth so there was a need to reproduce and transmit um, images or um, yeah images um, in a much faster way, and the it was not just reproduction ka ek purpose tha us time pe to uh, you know when when as far as reproducing images is concerned was to document and to rec record. So a lot of you know and that's what something that's something that human beings have done since you know the um, uh, since the beginning, like the earlier cave drawings. When you look at like the the prehistoric time when cavemen would sketch and draw and um, um, you know basically to communicate uh, with one another and not just that sometimes just to record something right that, that an event happened in front of them so language uh, um, you know spoken language had not been as such been invented uh, back then and even a little a written language it was just symbols so those symbols that they drew in their caves and you know in the places where they lived that eventually ended ended up documenting things it, you know it turned out to be that way they documented things of how things uh, of how events were would transpired back then mm. and um, so the you know the idea of photography stems from that this need to document to reproduce to replicate and to you know uh, to keep a record of something because sometimes human memory you know it it fails us and um, once the press the newspaper press was developed um, yeah once uh, once the press was developed obviously back then it was not um, newspapers when they first came out the idea of having images with with them was not um, perhaps paramount but obviously with with um, with time the need to have an, a visual explaining what was happening to document the <clears throat> the event and um, um, you know to illustrate it better that need also arose and so it was a record uh, uh, it put uh, the idea of photography was to rec record the reality of events around us. 
Now this photography eventually led to moving pictures, the magic lantern which was you know back in the late 19th century, it was um, a slide projection which was uh, which would um, show moving images and uh, would entertain people through those moving Im images. You can google this, you can look it up, the magic lantern and it was a, like a very er the earliest form of a slide projection in which images were used to um, you know uh, and they were and they were rapidly changed. Same a series of images representing a certain action or an event um, were played in quick succession, uh, which would and this was known as moving pictures. Um, and this was you know a, not just uh, it was perhaps you could say a form of entertainment. So at some point, sometimes it was just to uh, depict uh, the events as they unfolded. And um, the you know. जो कॉमिक बुक्स का जो आइडिया है जो स्पेशली जो टी वी एनिमेशन जो हम इन द अर्लीस्ट फॉर्म जो इफ यू लुक द मैम इन द अर्लीस्ट फॉर्म एज वेल एज करेंटली दैट इज वेर द आइडिया कम्स फ्राम द मूविंग पिक्चर्स एंड दिस स्लाइड दिस मैजिक लैंड स्लाइड प्रोजेक्शन विच वॉज द अर्लीस्ट फॉर्म ऑफ अ प्रोजेक्टर लेट टू द मैकेनिकल मोशन पिक्चर सो अर्लियर इट वॉज द यू नो द स्लाइड्स वो चेंज बाई हैंड and you had to do it very quickly and um then later on there was a um there was a gadget that was developed um that would uh, change the pictures in in quick succession um so you know these techniques of filming of projection in the late 19th century um led to the uh first public motion pictures shows the silent movies because photography was developing at the same time side by side so you didn't really uh, always need the need the um you know um you didn't need uh, always need sketches so as photography developed this this magic lantern show developed uh, you know uh, the idea of the magic lantern came into existence and these pictures were used um um earlier on there were just moving pictures and then the motion it, it led to the idea of motion pictures so essentially tv um, motion pictures came uh, much before television was invented um tv as an idea was involved with many of these developments if you think about it so a system of uh, you know tv was um foreseen and means were being already being sought without even people realizing it without even you know um, society realizing it at the time that all these developments were eventually telegraphy photography um, you know the mo motion pictures um, electricity all of that eventually led to the development of tv and it was it was a complete uh it's it's an absolute and 100% you know uh, 100% it's a byproduct of um of these developments it wasn't that these developments were done keeping in mind that we need something like a television or something that distributes transmits um, you know news and entertainment uh much quicker than the uh the traditional newspaper does okay um so new systems uh, he william said that new systems of production and of business transport etc already 
um, had been organized at an economic level before the television came into existence. Um, you know, um, while these new systems of production and business had, you know, that already started and the invention of the steam engine and production processes were changing, uh, life was changing at a very fast pace, how people uh, would interact with one another in society, uh, social needs were constantly changing, people were constantly adapting given the, you know, the inventions uh, or the developments um, regarding production and you know transportation were coming about so the needs were of the um, society were evolving and um, so you know these these systems he said were already in place but new systems of com social communication you know with a new economic system with new systems of production and business transportation he said that a new system of social communication was also needed but um, uh, nobody really thought about it in, in, in those terms. Nobody really put two and two together. So all these, uh, you know, inventions that have, um, let's say, improved our social communication uh, were just, he said, a byproduct of these activities, uh, you know, of regarding production and um, uh, transportation that were having, happening at a, at a very macro level. And um, he said that nobody thought beyond the norms that existed at the time. Um, okay, so we are using the newspaper to trans, uh, you know, um, distribute the news and perhaps a little bit of entertainment here and there. But as society kept on changing and evolving and as means of production kept on changing and evolving, uh, William said that nobody really considered the possibility that perhaps we needed something that could match these, uh, you know, these um, fast changing uh, means of production, these fast changing, um, um, you know, economic activities where uh, trade was improving, where means of transportation that were used for trading were improving and so on and so forth. So he's, he said that this is why technological determinism, like if you look at the history of TV and how it um, eventually came into existence, he said that you really cannot say that technology develops in uh, isolation, whether it's, uh, and, and neither can you say that it alters and uh, because so-and-so technology developed, it, you know, alters your, uh, perception of uh, reality or it leads to a new society. Um, he also said that um, saying that you know the technology was again uh, a certain kind of technology was developed deliberately as a consequence of some kind of social need that is also not 100% true although I think um, um, you know uh, Williams uh, he was right to an extent but I do think that uh, in today's day and age, we also find that technology, sometimes technology is developed because a very specific need is identified. And I will give you the example of, um, you know, uh, the apps that we have, right? So an app for any, uh, any kind of um, 
business or um, a service that are constantly being developed and they are very easy to use if you once you've downloaded it on your device, whatever device that may be. But the need to conduct business to um, to you know um, um, to disseminate perhaps information because there are news related apps also now and uh, so on and so forth there is a very specific need that was identified something that was quick quicker than you know typing an entire url in your um, browser search box and then waiting for it to load so an app is much faster that way and it also it's also you know it constantly updates with the browser you you don't have that advantage if you you know if you're looking something on a browser um so that need was uh, you know i feel that it was definitely um it was definitely present and it was definitely identified maybe in not in so many words as i have just described but it was uh, it was for sure it was there and the apps that we see today are a consequence of that so to say that um, technology is not developed as a consequence of a social need is not 100% true but again keeping that in mind we also have to remember that apps jo abhi hum jo apps use karte hain aur jis frequency se hum use karte hain aur ab har cheez ka app available hai jo jo when the first app was created it was probably also a series of events and um, you know a series of developments uh, multiple inventions multiple technologies multiple ideas that were going in in hand uh, you know that were developing um, uh, side by side and um, the app the idea of the app probably was a um, an amalgamation of all these um, various developments and thoughts and um, uh, needs that um had um, let's say had been developed or not developed sorry had uh, just uh, had come about okay um so this is just one part of his essay that i have encapsulated right now uh, there's another part to it which i will also you know try to compress it for you and uh, record it in a separate podcast and i will also share with you his book and um so you can take a look at the essay in greater detail and then whatever questions you have you can um you know you can get in touch with me okay um i will you know speak to you guys soon take care bye